Welcome to Creativity in Focus, a weekly live podcast that happens right here on Facebook and where we highlight artists and their art. I have a very special guest today, but before we get to that, I'm going to ask you a few things. And my, my request is also a marketing tip for you. I don't know if you're aware of that, but Facebook likes to push videos like this one, but only if they have interaction in the first two minutes, which means that if you share this video right now, if you click, uh, give a thumbs up, if you open the video and click on the heart so the heart shows around the video, that will tell Facebook that this video has some value to people, and then they start showing that up. So why don't you take a second to do that? I'm going to share the video right now as well to a group that I belong to, and of course, to my own profile. That it's that simple. You just click share, write something if you want to, and then share this. And then give us a thumbs up. This helps us have this podcast every week. And the fact that people watch and comment and interact keeps us going, right? And it just takes a second of your day. Now, even though this is an interview and we are here to highlight the artist and the art, we love participation. So you can participate at any point you want, giving comments or asking questions direct to the artist. Every time you do so, I'll get here on my tablet and I'll ask her. So if you have a question, something pops in your mind, please take a second, write that down. There are two ways for you to comment on this video. One is right where you see the post below, like you do with every single Facebook post, or you can click the video to open and you have uh, the chat on the side as well. Wherever you put your questions, we'll get and we'll ask our amazing artists this week. Next week, we are on a break. The next two weeks, because of the holidays, we are not going to have creativity in focus. But then, the first week of January, we have a super teddy bear surprise for you. So be sure to check back here every week to watch. We always go live on Tuesdays. 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, that's 4.30 Eastern Time. So check if you're in another country, the time frame on Google. Okay, with that said, my special guest today is April Jensen. Welcome, April. Thank you. So before I say you're a sculptor, an art doll maker, a figurative artist, how do you call yourself? Just an artist. Just an artist, that's good enough, right? It covers it all, does it? <laughs> I, uh, we have a lot of pieces here to go through, but I want First, to tell me, when did you realize you actually like to create stuff? And which medium were you using at that point? Let's see. Well, for me, I think me and my siblings all kind of had at least a bit of art talent. And we had grandparents, relatives that had had some talent, too. And so we would draw and such. Do something but, every day. Yeah, just, yeah. A, just a little bit. And in school and such. But my, my sister, especially, is an amazing drawer. You know, like mm -hmm. she, she does art with um, graphite and sketches. And... You know, she just was so amazing. I was like, oh, I just, I'm not really good at this. Art just must not be my thing. You know, that's what I thought. So I moved on to singing and doing other things that I, that mm -hmm. I wanted. So really, I didn't do a lot with it other than in college, I took a, a drawing class. And so I'd done some more drawings because I enjoyed it. It was mm -hmm. fun to do. And uh, I could do it at least to a degree that people would be impressed, you know, who weren't artists at all. And uh -huh. so I was just like, yeah, I guess I can do something. But then it just kind of sat by the wayside for quite a while until basically kind of need uh, started having me searching mm -hmm. for what I could do because at this point I had, let's see, about four kids. Wow. Four kids. How many do you have now? I've got six. Six kids. Yep, six and a kids. business. Yes, and a business. <laughs> and so four kids are all little at home mm -hmm. and I'm busy taking care of them and I, but I need some, a way to earn some extra money. And so I started looking into 
you know, what can I do to do this? And at one point I was sewing dolls, um, just like doll bodies and uh -huh. stuff. Like just, this was a long time ago before I even had much of an interest in, in the art itself. But so just random things. And then actually one time we were visiting my um, uh, sister that I had there in California and her kids were playing with Sculpey clay and they were making little hamburgers and little cakes and stuff uh -huh. out of it. And I thought, well, this is cute and novel. And so we had moved to Montana and my husband then was working nights as well as all day too. And so I had a lot of time on my hands mm -hmm. and I thought, well, let's try this clay. And I'll keep the kids busy, give them something to do and be creative. And so I started looking into it and I got online and started looking for tutorials. And then I was amazed with some of the stuff I was seeing. It wasn't just little hamburgers and little kid things. <laughs> Say, you know? Oh, this is interesting. It is. It okay. is. Like one of the first things, I started using Palmer clay and I started making these eggs. Oh. Where you make different canes and, and slices. Them. Yeah, and then you, you make these eggs out what of What are it. they inside? Styrofoam or? It's no, it's an egg. It's an egg. It's oh, an egg. it's a real egg. It's a real egg, yeah. That has wow, that was a big chicken. It. Yes. <laughs> a decorative <laughs> they, chicken, too. They're very pretty. But, so I started just playing with polymer clay itself, mm -hmm. not really in a sculpting sense, mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning. For and it. were you selling those um, eggs? I did once I started making little, I made like little cute little bears and things uh -huh. like that. And I would just sell, sell them at local craft fairs and things like that. And so it was, it was a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it was starting to bring in a little bit of money. But then I just thought, well, I would like to make a fairy. That'd be kind of cool. And so I remember I found... Um, I found one fairy in a book by Maureen Carlson. She does a lot of books on figures and mm -hmm. things you can do with Palmer clay. And so I have to show you because this is the first one. <laughs> and she's not pretty. In fact, my, my son, who just turned 19 yesterday, put this little piece of paper over her, or this cloth, saying, okay, that's an improvement now. Because <laughs> she was so awful. So I'll show you her face. But this was the first time that I decided to start like digging in Rather uh -huh. than just roll a ball and sticking two seed bead eyes in mm -hmm. and you know, calling it good. I was like, well, I'll just try to you know, see if I can sculpt it. And so she's got a huge nose and her eyes bug out and her forehead's flat. Just all the, you know, the Show classic. Show that to me. I need to see that. It's the classic. <laughs> everybody who begins usually does the same kind of things. Like it's just how we see it at first. And then you know, it just becomes a process of refining. Well, I have to say, see. looking from the back, she's really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I show that just to you know, let you know it's... It's probably it's not going to be process, pretty at first. Right? Yeah, yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. And even if I, because I had a little bit of talent too, and it's still like it was, it was hard to do. Mm -hmm. But once I got some proper instruction, it made a huge difference. So I was still, even with that attempt, I'm like, still, it'd be cute to make little fairies, sell them on eBay. That'd be great. So I get on eBay, but I'm just blown away. When uh -huh. I type in, you know, fairies and Palmer clay, I had no idea there would be these lifelike pieces of fine art. Mm -hmm. It was so amazing. And so it was love at first sight for me. As soon as I saw that, I was I like, gotta make I them. have to. Have <laughs> yeah. And the prices are pretty good too, right? When you look there, you say, okay, I can make some oh, real yeah. money here. Yeah, yeah. You can see that there's opportunity there as well. Mm -hmm. So definitely. But in the beginning, I just like, I just began with one DVD and a little bit of clay. I didn't have very much money to begin. Mm -hmm. And so, but then I just started sculpting and practicing. And probably by the third or fourth fairy, I felt like I could sell her. Uh-huh. Because there's artists at all levels, and there's buyers at all levels, yeah, too. Yeah, true, So true. I planned that she probably wouldn't sell for much, but, you know, every bit helped. And so I just started doing that, and I would sell the doll, and then I'd make a little bit more money, and then I would reinvest to get more clay, get another DVD, you know, yeah. whatever I could do to expand my skill set. And it took a while, right? It did, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, it took a while So, to so since the moment you saw your uh, sister drawing to now, how many years in the process? Uh, 
With my sister with her drawing? No, you saw that you could be interested in art and drawing. Oh. So you start dabbling in that. Yeah, really, it's been many years since then, because mm -hmm. I, I drew a little bit in college, too. Okay. But I didn't study it all those years. It wasn't until I was in my 30s that I even realized I had a talent with sculpting. And from this first ferry to the first you sold, how long did it take you? Um, I would say only probably about three or four months with that. Cause wow, I was, that's good. Pretty good. I, well, I was excited, and I can be very determined when I get excited about something, <laughs> you know? And so I just put in a ton of time practice. Uh -huh. Because I also kept it in my head. I knew that I was, in a way, almost being paid for the time that I was investing so much right. up front, right. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, because eventually, I got good enough that it took far less time. I could make far more money, mm -hmm. you know, just because of that. But it all evens out. I mean, any time that you invest into it, you definitely it, will get Yeah, better. and that's the key point, right? You have to invest in yourself yeah. into the time that you put the things to get better. It's not making one yes. and giving up because... Now, the first time I've seen that you also paint. Yes. So do you still paint? Is this, are these new paintings? Uh... So these I did probably about, I would say about five years ago wow. now on these. And I just... Thank you. Uh, some of it I got back into drawing because I was finding it was making me a better sculptor. Huh. So it kind of came around circle uh -huh. that way. I began with drawing, wasn't so great at why, it. Why do you think that happens? Why um, the drawing? Because drawing is a very... It is a two-dimensional. Two-dimensional thing. Yeah, just I think I just had gotten more used to it. Uh -huh. I don't know, just somehow with the sculpting a lot and then going back to drawing, I just was paying a lot closer attention to how things looked and the shapes. and. And I do a lot of like faces that are just flat mm -hmm. front like this, so you're not having to worry about like perspective angles and stuff. Like uh -huh. I keep it simple when I do it because that way on a doll it's kind of the same thing. You're sculpting and it's just like this flat mm -hmm. front face. And so I, I actually started doing that just to, to improve my mm -hmm. sculpting skills. And I too. think that that's actually quite common. I know at least two other artists that they do both. They, uh, uh, both of them are actually cloth dolls. But they do the clothes and they do a lot of drawings mm -hmm. or paintings or things like that. So it yeah. does work well. Before we talk about the business side of it, I want to give a close-up on these dolls. So do, do you want to tell me more or less the chronology of yeah. you making them? Yes, I would like to. So that would be our beginning doll over here. And then these would be some of my early dolls, the too. The poor one that is seeing the light today for yes. the first time. <laughs> yes, and we'll, we'll let her just kind of rest over there now that she's done. She kind of stands up a little bit. Anyway, so these are earlier dolls, too, especially these two. And I used to make them much smaller in the beginning. That's just the, how I was taught in the first place, was mm -hmm. the, about a six-inch doll. And so these, so they're so tiny to me now because I've moved on to dolls that are much bigger like that. And in fact, art doll size. <laughs> You've got well, this that's a big guy. Gigantic head. <laughs> what yeah, a, she's from our. We did a witch a doll witch? contest. Mm. Yeah, and so this was the witch head that I made. That's cool. So it's it's really fun to experiment with the different sizes and mm -hmm. different scales with everything. But yeah, and then as I got more refined, you can just tell the look of them too. Mm -hmm. There's just the detail expands and what you're able to do because. In the beginning, you're just so, there's so much to learn. Yeah. And it's a lot to, to all, put all those details in in the beginning. So you just slowly refine it as time goes by. And I think you, at the beginning, you, you don't know what's your style. I think that that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of us, we struggle with for a while, right? Because we, are, we see things and say, I have to try, I have to try. Yes. So we don't have our voice in the process, but later, 
I love this vampire lady. How do you call her? Yeah, vampire. Yeah, vampire, vampire fairy. fairy or something. Yeah, she is fun. She's very nice. She's actually one that I did in about a two-day time period. Mm -hmm. Just because uh, my daughter and I were talking about the different fairies, and she's like, yeah, yours are cute, Mom. They're just so, you know, soft and pretty, you know, <laughs> looking. And she's like, I would like something that's more badass, badass. you know. And so... <laughs> I was like, yeah, and so we kind of dreamed up together this idea of what nice. she would look like with these boots and everything, and so I was like, I'm going to do that, <laughs> and so I just started putting it together, and it was really fun because it really inspired my daughter, too, to get more into sculpting and just what could be done. Like, she mm -hmm. didn't have to be cutesy fairyish if she right. wanted to. It could be dark and meaningful. I like it. That was a good suggestion, yeah. I think. <laughs> we have <laughs> a few really comments fun. here. Uh, Melanie Karlik is saying, this is where I started with the witch kit. Oh, good. Because oh, how so cool is that? And did an awesome witch. Uh, she's also saying hello to both of you and thanks for sharing this wonderful segment. Thank you so much. A lot going on here. Granddaughter and my birthday dinner. Wow. Happy birthday. Yes. Uh, I am bum. Wanted to watch it live, but everyone is talking and I can't, I can't hear a thing unless I, I, I go and be antisocial. Enjoy your birthday. The, yes. uh, all the episodes they do stay on Facebook. We don't take them out. And they also are on the Curious Mondo blog. So you can watch this later. You can find us. Yeah, That's it's easy good. to find us. Yeah. So then you also make the ball-jointed dolls, right? Yes. Was that a natural progression or you always double with that as well? well so, so I started making the dolls and just selling them mm -hmm. on eBay. And that's what I did for a while. And then I... I eventually met Jack Johnston, and I was able to take his professional doll makers class. I had a grandmother who helped me pay for the tuition for yeah. that, which I always thank you, Grandma. That was so sweet. <laughs> Grandma is so special. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> but anyway, so I was able to take a class with him, mm -hmm. and he just took things to a whole, whole new level. Yeah. You know, like and, and just seeing the kind of business he developed, where he's surrounded by his art supplies that he loves, and who doesn't want that? Like that sounded really <laughs> nice to me. And so I started thinking about teaching it, mm -hmm. and I really hadn't previous to that point. I also like to write a lot, and so the first things I did teaching-wise were ebooks. Mm -hmm. And so I taught how to make a Mel Fairy. I did some on the trouble points that I was having, which would be hands, mm -hmm. faces, and eyes, yeah, and feet usually too. Like those would be like the tricky points. And so uh -huh. I started making little booklets and stuff to help people, and they were really well received. So. Um, at that point, I remember one time I was working on a particular doll, and I was also selling the um, the new. I think it was the sculpting a Mel Fairy ebook, and just in that one day, I had made far more than what I would sell that doll for. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe there's something <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> but it, it worked out well because I like to teach, and I, I love to write. I like mm -hmm. to make movies. All it fits your personality. It did. So. What's your sun sign? Uh, Aries. Aries. Aries, but close to Pisces. So okay, a so Pisces there, a mix there. Yes. That's good, the creativity in every single sense yes. of both of them. So tell me how much you sold your first doll for. So it was eBay, right? Yeah, it, I, I, would, I think the first one was only like $75. 70, only $75. And I think, yeah, and yeah. she was like just a fairy, and there was like a mermaid right after oh. too. And, so and they the, the last one you sold, how much was it? Let's see. I haven't sold them for a while, but let's see. The, usually it's about 700 mm -hmm. is what they'll go for. 75. Yeah. Well, you think about this. You think, oh, 75 is a joke, right? The average person loses a home to foreclosure because of $300. Did you know that? That is crazy. So three dolls, a little bit more, four or five dolls would save their home. 
right? Yeah. Well, the reason I'm saying this is because I, I want people to understand that maybe you cannot sell a doll for 700, 1,000, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Maybe you can sell for 45, for 75, and they, that can make a huge difference because you know what I've seen? I've seen some artists going through a very hard time because the husband lost the job or whatever was the reason, disease. And they come and they say, I have to stop for a while because I'm going through this hard time. Mm -hmm. And inside, I'm screaming because your talent is what can pull you out of that hard time. So you don't give up doing something you really love. Yeah. And you're getting better every day. It doesn't matter really the, the level you're in. Because you think I'm going through a hard time, I have to quit this now to, to go find money. Well, and money is right there in front of you with your is. hands. Plus right? it also, the arts have such a therapeutic effect. When you are going through a hard time, oh, the yes. last thing you want to do is stop doing your art. That's so it true. really is so helpful you, Your you brain too. needs to buffer. It needs mm -hmm. to breathe. And when you're creating, you're actually allowing your brain to go and find answers to the problems that you have. Yes. So yes, it, it's a crucial thing. It's not the moment to stop, but I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the BJD. So then you saw this the combobulated doll and said, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. she was really cool. By this point, I was teaching. And so I was looking for like, what are people interested in? Mm -hmm. And so I was interested in like, well, I want to figure out how to, want, how to make one of these. And then I was looking for information on how to do it. Mm -hmm. And if anybody has gone that route, there wasn't a lot. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot more. And I'm glad that I was able but to if make you start, it. But how long ago was your first ball jointed? Uh, six or seven years ago. You see, I think we didn't cross paths. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Because we had Jack Johnson in the middle. I was yeah. talking to him about boys jointed dolls. <laughs> Probably by the same time you were trying your first, I was trying yeah. my first. Yeah. So I, I don't know how Some we didn't cross. Some time had to go by before we just yes. all collided together. Yes, look at that. How, how funny. <laughs> like, but it, everything happens yes. for a reason. So then you tried one. And? Yeah, I tried it and I loved it. And so as I was doing, I'm like, I, I also found some unusual ways of putting it together, too, mm -hmm. that I teach on my, um, on my class about it, which we'll be talking about. Yes coming up too. So uh -huh. um, yeah, I just, I enjoyed teaching it. When I was actually making the DVDs, I ended up doing, um, I think a pre-sell at the end there, just saying, hey, I've got this much more video to go through. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to you for this cheaper price, if, just to see if there was the interest. You know, I was trying to like, is this going to be worth it? It's been is, so much is work. Is anybody but, going to buy this? Oh yeah, there was a lot of interest. So mm -hmm. it gave me the boost I needed. It was like, oh, okay, great. People are, are loving this. And so, and then they were really happy with it too, because they're it was just a real gap mm -hmm. to, in the art world. Yeah. Like, Especially in the U.S. Yes. Of like, how of do we actually do these? How do we make these one of a kind mm -hmm. out of the clay? So, yeah, it's been really fun Now, we are going to talk about business, but you, you already mentioned that you don't sculpt as often as you used to because you, are, you found other venues as well, right? Yes. So how often or do you still sculpt those? So I'm also in the process right now of getting my life more in order so I can sculpt more. Like that's mm -hmm. one of my goals for the new year too. It's just because I am realizing that fact that for me as well, sculpting is therapeutic. Even though it is yeah. my business, mm -hmm. it's still so helpful to do. And I'm just a happier person when I'm sculpting. You so, still have six kids living with you? Uh, not all living with me. Two okay. of them have moved out by okay. this point. But, but yeah, it's still, <laughs> still quite busy. busy. <laughs> it's busy around the, uh -huh. the house there. But yeah. Um, so your love of teaching made you create PDFs, e-courses, mm -hmm. whatever was there, DVDs. Uh, do you still sell DVDs? Yes. Uh, yes? Okay. Yeah, so it's one of the few industries where DVDs are still a good option. Definitely. Right? Because in many, it's a, it's a media, it doesn't come in your computer anymore. 
many people don't have a home, but for the, the, the craft industry and the art industry it still works, correct? Yes, DVDs definitely do. Plus anything that's on DVD is pretty easy to have be online mm -hmm. as well. And, and it's always affordable too. It's it a is. good plus. And that's, that's been really good. Uh, Business-wise for me, I was, while I was doing these art dolls, I got involved with writing inspiring newsletters. It was called mm -hmm. Creating Consciously. And so I did oh, that cool. for a while and did a bunch of different affiliate programs. I learned kind of the whole internet marketing style of mm -hmm. doing things. And so then once I was doing my dolls a lot more, I was able to apply those same kind of principles by having like a newsletter and yes. offering a lot of free tutorials and things that we do just to share what the art is mm -hmm. that we have. And, and this is a very important point, and we are going to talk a lot about mindset as well. But the fact that you were in another industry and you learn Mm -hmm. And you decided to apply it to this industry yes. as well, which, which is important for us to be open to other businesses, to other ideas, because that's where we get our best insights. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if you know, but the, the, today here, the uh, McDonald's drive-thru, right, actually came from an idea that happened in a bank. Oh. So the guy that has a restaurant is thinking, how can I make more money? How can I make this more productive? And maybe he's making a deposit, right? And yep. oh, why don't we have that? Yep. And that idea. see what becomes. So we have to be open, not to focus only on one subject all the time, because we can get great ideas. So once exactly. you start doing the newsletter, say, you know what? If I don't communicate, communicate with my audience, they're not going to buy from me. So I better do that on a constant basis, right? Yes, plus it gives them a chance to know you and your teaching style and exactly. a lot of try before you buy kind, mm -hmm. of, kind of things. Mm -hmm. Plus, I also just love sharing the information with people because I love to find out the new ways to do cool things or the new cool wing and to share that and have mm -hmm. the feedback of people going, yay, that was so fun. Like it's just, You do it's use social do. media quite a bit yes. as well, right? Uh, I, yeah, I know definitely. you have a, a good YouTube following. Yes. So yeah, it's about 35,000. That's now, not so bad, it's right? You, if you, yeah. anybody here with a YouTube account knows how complicated it is to get <laughs> people. So very good. Now you met Jack Johnson, you took a class uh, with him. And for if you guys don't know Jack Johnson, can we say he's the number one name on the art doll industry? He really definitely been called the grandfather of the art dolls. Mm -hmm. See? <laughs> he's done so much. He spent 25 years in the industry just promoting it, And I it, believe he also started the guild, right? For he started the guild. He created ProSculpt Clay. Like, he just really set the stage for a lot of so you took a class with him and some years passed and then you took another, is that what happened? How, how did I you get to buy class. his business? Okay, well, in the meantime, so after I took the class with him, I went my direction, he continued to do his. At that point, he had really encouraged me to come to the doll shows and come mm -hmm. be part of the community, but I had five kids at that point and I was just thinking, nah, I can't, it's too busy, too expensive, uh -huh. you know, all that, all those things that now I'm like, oh, how, it would have been so good, like that was probably just what I needed yes, when I had yes. five kids. Uh -huh. I had just a little reprieve for now yourself. and then. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody who hasn't visited the doll shows, please do. They're, they're, it's like Christmas. Mm -hmm. It really feels I like bet. Christmas. And you just meet so many neat people. And it, sculpting so often is very solitary. And so it's nice to have a time where you get to connect with people. And you also find that they are very much like you. And they're super the fun. The same type of life and hectic, <laughs> yes. Usually more quiet until they're with yes, their clan, their you clan. know, so <laughs> then it's just a boisterous, very fun time. I, so. heard, I heard very cool stories about yes. this. Before we move on, Patty Woods is saying, oh my gosh, so true about quitting, uh, quit the job. Yes. And it's so easy to get discouraged. And she's also saying, April, one of the things I find most challenging is finding the time with all of the family obligations. How do mm. you structure your time to build your business? 
That's a very, very good question. Uh, I'd like to be taken more seriously as an artist, especially by family. Well, you, you, the hardest crowd is your family. <laughs> I would say that. I would say also the hardest crowd is yourself. Yeah. Usually it is, it's, it's really you. Once you decide that's who you are, and plus usually you just kind of ease into it rather than I've got to prove myself about, like the more you just do what you love, it just will flow out of you. Like that, it's just how the world works, mm -hmm. you know, as soon as people kind of align with what they love. So I, I try to, it depends on your home situation and what your schedule is. I look for the times like when my kids are busy or at school or if I need to get up early or stay up late or, you know, just however you need to do it. You just find those little windows, but just realize that little bits of time add up. And usually we, we go, well, I only have 20 minutes, you know, that's not really going to amount. No, it will. Yeah. It will really amount to something, especially as you get that habit in line. Your, your subconscious mind is going to be paying attention continually, too, and helping you to learn things, learning the body shapes, learning to sculpt everything so much better. Just keep exposing yourself to it. It might only be 20 minutes that you can do it first, but, I mean, that's part of, like, realizing that if you want to feel more recognized as an artist, recognize that it's important that you, you figure out how to carve out that time for you. You're I think many times people are, with artists, that happens a lot, they are kind of waiting to be anointed an artist, right? Yes. Somebody's going to come oh, yes. and say, now you are an artist. Oh, it still is a weird term for it's me. Not I'm still yeah. like, I'm an artist. Well, That's so funny. Like, but, just, but, I just so, I don't so, think I would be. So. Hey, hey. <laughs> I now anoint you, Thank you as an artist. If you need that, I now anoint you. No, to as me, I'm like, nobody's well, going I must to come and tell you you're an artist. You have to, to embrace that yeah. and say, what? I create things with my hands. They're different than what other people do. They bring yeah. joy. They may bring smiles. They may even scare people, right? Doesn't matter. It creates an emotion. I am an artist. Yes. And you don't, need, you don't need to be in galleries. You don't even right. need to be selling. How many artists we had in the past that never sold one painting during their lives? And yeah, so you don't need that. You right. just need to believe in yourself. That's yes. really... Yeah, and the more you do, the more, the more it flows. Yeah. Like it and and I, I, I have to go on the soapbox again, the family thing. So the problem is that when we want validation from people that do not have... Uh, the qualification to give you that, in, in the sense of you're asking, for, that happens in marketing a lot, uh, as a consultant. Sometimes you're advising a, a company and they go, next week they come and they say, my cousin said that this is not going to work because blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I used to ask them, well, okay, uh, is, is that a qualified opinion? Does he work in yes. this industry? <laughs> no, he's whatever he is. Ah, so we're not going to pay attention yes. to that, right? They don't have the qualified opinion to tell you if you're good or not. Right. Now, with that said, in every single city, you have meetup groups, you have guilds, you have associations, you have national guilds. You have to get into the habit of joining, even though some of them will require a fee. That's okay. Why? Because we are all living the same scenario, you right? Need Busy lives. You need yes, support. you get support. Mm -hmm. You get people to mentor you. You get advice from people that know what they are doing. Yeah. Uh, or or they are trying to do the same as you are, but they are they are making more mistakes than you do and you learn with those mistakes so it's complicated when it's the family part because yes. they cannot see what you see it's not their thing right yeah yeah that is true very true okay so tell me about how you got the business and what really picked your interest in with jack uh well with jack it was kind of nice because he approached me 
he and his son, Jared, Jared had been watching closely what I've been doing over mm -hmm. the past few years and just noticing my YouTube channel growing. And, and the thing that was so neat about the YouTube channel is that for a while I didn't do anything to make it to grow make other it than grow. put out videos. Hmm. It was just that people like the videos. You know, yeah. people like, I mean, they're cool. The dolls mm -hmm. are just cool. So like, that's the part that's easy about it is like, you just make something that's neat. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so they had seen that, um, saw the success with it and figured that, you know, the dolls that Jack makes usually are more like these larger dolls mm -hmm. that are the art doll sizes, um, but that it would be a good marriage, so to speak, of the, the two coming together, and it really has. It has been good to do. It's taken, there's been a lot of growing pains mm -hmm. for me, especially as I went through a divorce this last year, too, and so it was a lot of intense So you had stuff. a new business. <laughs> yes, I had a lot That going you had on. to learn as well, right? Because it's not yeah. the same as sculpting. Yeah. Uh, and then a divorce in the process. Yes. So it probably it was, was very, not easy. Very busy uh -huh. year, but now things are starting to calm down, and it, it's, it's so nice because I feel a lot more uh, on task with the direction I want to take the business. Mm -hmm. I, I know I definitely want to move more into helping people with just this very thing about the mindset about it because there it is easier to find the instructions. It's easier to find the, the video on how to make the mm -hmm. doll or the how to put out the website or whatever the, yeah, the, the tool is, is that you're mm -hmm. going to be using, but it's usually a battle with your own head. Like it, It's the just recognizing in the first place that you deserve to have that time for yourself, that it is an investment. It is going to grow into whatever you decide it is, as long as you keep going. Like the thing what I find the most- What do you see with artists mindset-wise that you think can be obstacles in their path? They'll be all excited about it and give it one try. Yeah. And their right doll, there. surprisingly, is not a masterpiece yet. <laughs> You know, and then they you remember my little my yeah. little ugly doll. Like they, they're not pretty at first, but that's okay. So one of the one of the best things you can do is learn to be okay with the whole process. Understand, someone who wants to play the piano doesn't go sit down and just da 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 da, and it's fine. They, they we all know that you have to put in the time and the effort with it. We assume that, but for some reason with art, it doesn't transfer over in our heads. Like no, we're just supposed to be suddenly brilliant. Yeah. There it is. These hands have to produce yeah. gold, and they don't. And many times we also get super involved into watching tutorials or or pictures or whatever, and we don't get to the doing part. Right. Right. We yes, we, we seek knowledge, 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 but then we never try that. Or or what we're looking at is just so far beyond what our we skill level that we just True. like we're never going to be like that. True. You know and. It's the same thing, like uh, people who are exercising and trying to get their bodies looking how they want. Usually they'll try for a couple months and like, well, yeah. I don't look like a supermodel yet, so I'm going to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. people who like actually do that know it's going to take years. Mm -hmm. right? And that's what they plan on. It like is they, a process and the beginning is not pretty, yeah. period, right? Yeah. You may end up with a closet full of dolls with something on their face, <laughs> but, but it doesn't matter. It's true. And the thing is, is that if... It's a small group as far as all the artists and sculptors online, like a, a close-knit, smaller group, that we forget how many people there are out there that have no idea sculpting even exists, that these art dolls exist, mm -hmm. that in a way, just by you starting to make them and that you've made a few dolls, you are already putting yourself in a position where you could teach people if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like you are suddenly becoming an expert about it, but you're still comparing yourself to all these people have spent years and years mm -hmm. in it. So just don't get discouraged. Like yeah. Just keep an eye on, have and, and a good I, vision for where I you're headed. I think it's always good to see things as an opportunity and not as mm -hmm. a failure. The mistakes can become art as well. Yeah. And I have a quick story. I met a lady years ago in Brazil, and she, we, I was dabbling with polymer clay, and she was doing some jewelry pieces. And she had this metal girl 
right, like a doll, and she was putting a triangle that made a, a, a dress out of that, okay? Super simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't take 10 minutes to make that, but it was so cute. So I, I, I went to her and said, Bia, if I put a group together, would you give a class? You know, it was the seed of something bigger. Yes. <laughs> but she said yes, and we got into the apartment of a friend, put five, six people. She gave a class, then she gave the second, and then she realized she could do that to other people. Start doing. Fast forward a few years, she was in every show that you can think of in Brazil. She, she's from Brazil. She was on TV. She started giving courses. Uh, she created her own line of polymer clay and just went on. Before that day with the doll and a triangle, it's not sculpting, it's a triangle of polymer clay, <laughs> she had zero. But she didn't boycott the, herself in the process, yes. right? She embraced the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I want you to give them some ideas of what we can do in order not to boycott ourselves, because I think, I think we can be our biggest enemy yes. in the process. The first one is not believing we are artists. Yes. But there are many more things. The yeah. fact is that many, many times everything is going okay, and we manage to do like this with our, our lives. Well, I right? think I, we start thinking it's all up to us, too, and that we're on our own with it. And mm -hmm. I think that is so far from the truth. I know in my own experience, when I started thinking about Sculpey Clay and making the little hamburgers with my kids, mm -hmm. I also was incredibly interested in it, that I started like saving grocery dollars so I could go buy another block of clay. I was mm -hmm. like, so I almost became obsessed with like, why am I so interested in this clay? But I just was. Yeah. And, I, and I decided to go with that too. It's like, I don't know, like it's just this weird plasticky clay. What is this, you know? <laughs> but now looking back, I'm like, oh, oh you yeah. know? And it feels, it feels to me like something greater than myself mm -hmm. knew this direction, you know? That this, this was where things were hitting, headed. So it's really important to just follow what your like desires are. What is kind of calling to you in mm -hmm. a way, what is giving you your joy. They always say, follow your bliss, right? That yeah. There's a reason for that. It's because when you find your bliss, you start tapping into your own energy, the own, your own excitement, the, the part that's going to help you keep on sculpting, even though it's the hundredth face that looks like an alien and it's frustrating, you know, like those things happen. But another thing is what you say to yourself inside is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. You want to be your own best friend about this. Like realize that the the artist in you is probably more like a little child that's kind of scared to show her picture to anybody because they might say it's ugly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like if you if you that was your own child, what would you do with that child? You wouldn't say, "Yeah, you shouldn't. Like don't do that." No, you would be like, "Let me see." And you would be so encouraging. Like learn to be that way to yourself. That's one of the things that I did and it made a huge difference. I actually um, talked to a friend and she had told me that specifically. She's like, the more you step out of your own way, the, the more you learn to not criticize yourself, the better your art is just going to flow out of we you. We are our worst critics all the time, right? I, I see, even my daughter, she loves to create beautiful jewelry, but how many times she's by herself and she's making, and she says, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to be a disaster. And then it turns out to be the most beautiful piece. But the problem is the brain telling you that over and over and over because you are, yes. you're conditioning your brain yeah. to see your things coming out, not the way you, you are. want I it. remember telling myself as I was studying just how the face looked and 
um, just the different shapes and the planes and stuff, I would tell myself this is so easy, even though it didn't feel mm -hmm. easy. Like it, then it didn't feel easy. But I just kept in my head like, oh, this is so easy. It's going to be so easy to do this. And over time, it did because it kept my mindset positive. I kept my eye on the ball, so mm -hmm. to speak, of like that eventually I would be happy with what I was creating. <laughs> eventually I would go like, oh, that turned out really neat, mm -hmm. you know, for the times that it didn't. So mm -hmm. you, you gotta have that little bit of space where you just have to have the faith, right? That you're gonna keep on going in this direction and eventually it does pay off. And understand that there is a process. I, uh, we, we are talking about boycott and I see, I have a sister. And every now and then she decides to try something new. So for example, many years ago, she, did, she tried to start weaving on a loom. So she went out and she bought three, one for me, one for her, one for somebody else. And we're, we're going to weave. start, let's take a class. So all the process was right. Let's take a class, let's take a class. But then her first project was going to be a living room rug in I don't know how many different colors and I don't know how many different designs. And I was thinking, you just took a basic course. <laughs> we don't even know how to work the thing, right? But she always does this. When she goes and tries something new, she creates this project that you can, you can know from the beginning that it's not going to be accomplished mm -hmm. because it's way too much, too yeah. much mm -hmm. right? She's not there yet. It's another, pro and you know, working now with artists all the time, I see that happening quite often, that we set up the bar so high, mm -hmm. but for right now, not for a year from now or five months from now, it's for now, and then we fail. Mm -hmm. And what do we do about that? You know, <laughs> it keeps coming to my mind when I started taking a Zumba class. Uh -huh. And I'm not very coordinated. So it <laughs> is not a pretty sight. For me, less than three, three seconds. <laughs> done. But I love it. And I love the music. And I love to move around. And I look like a goofball. And, you know, after the first month, I don't look quite as much as a goofball. Mm -hmm. You know, at least I'm starting to kind of catch on a little bit. <laughs> but I just... I guess I have a good sense of humor that I can laugh at myself in the process mm -hmm. of when I am awkward and you know mm -hmm. it's not good. And so the, the same thing applies to our artwork. And also the more you understand that there's, there's this part of you, I guess you could call it your muse, your own muse. I mean, you hear in all art industries, like mm -hmm. there's writer's block, there's all these different things that can happen. Like if that muse isn't kind of taken care of and that's kind of like that part of you that is that little kid that like wants to show and wants to, like, yeah, I want, to, I want to express this, but I'm scared to because everything around me is saying, if I do this, I'm going to point at you and yeah. say, oh, you're doing it wrong, or, or you know, whatever we do. Like, just learn to give yourself the kind of reinforcement and encouragement that you need. And come to me. Come to Shahar. I mean, that's what we're here for is to help, yeah. help everyone because this, it's really awesome what we're doing. Like, this is amazing to be able to take clay because... I mean, I still feel detached from it a bit because I'm going like, I, I don't know how this happened. This is amazing. And so I just go back and kind of piece it together uh -huh. because I figure, well, if I can do it, other people can do it too. Yeah. And they do. I have lots of students that send me their pictures oh, yeah. and it is such a joy to uh -huh. see what people are creating, whether it's, it's their, what they see as the masterpiece or it's their first one that they're just shy to show, but it's just happy that it's created. That it's there. It, it's it all, exists. It is all beautiful. If it brings a smile to someone's face, yeah. that's worth. Yeah. Patty saying, thank you. I've been working with Paul McClay for over 30 years, so I understand right. you. <laughs> and Susie Brewer saying, thanks, you ladies. Lots of good advice. Thank you for being here and yes, supporting us. You. April. How do you see, what are you projecting there for the future now? For the future, you know, when I've been doing workshops, I was, I was so nervous to do them in the first place. Because, I mean, I started doing videos in part first because I was nervous to mm -hmm. just be up in front of people. That was like too much, 
energy at me, too many you know, directions. Uh -huh. I just like, no, I can't do that. So I figured out, well, what could I do? Well, I could be okay with a video camera on mm -hmm. at first, knowing that I can cut out any part that I mess up on. You know, <laughs> I make can it edit. super easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just started that direction. So anyway, now I finally, with Jack's help and encouragement, was able to have a good year of doing a lot of classes. And it was so fun because the people that come to these classes are so fun. Yeah. They're just amazing yeah. and yeah. They're, they're sweet. And we end up talking and becoming like soul sisters, it feels mm -hmm. like too, you know? And it, it's just, it's neat to communicate with people that way. So I know I'd eventually like to incorporate um, ideas about how to be successful, how to do our businesses, how to have our lives be more successful in with the art too. Like okay, more nice. like retreat type things uh -huh. where it's gonna be, yes, about the technicalities of how you sculpt but also this whole side of it, mm -hmm. how, how it works in the mind, the, the ways that we can all uh, group together and help each other and support each other for it. Stop life out there and focus on one thing for a, a few days yeah. and enjoy that. Yeah, because it's nourishing. Yes, it's really it is. Nourishing it to is the super soul. cool. Well, April has a course here at Curious Mondo, uh, how to create a basic BJD doll yes. with polymer clay. And she has another one coming in January uh, about an advanced BJD yes. doll, right? In polymer clay, Yes. which is very unique and you should be tuned in. And how else can people get to know you better? Um, they can visit the websites that we have, makingfairies.com and artdolls.com. The YouTube channel is called Aprilian. It's A-P-R-Y-L-I-A-N. For those of you who wonder, this name originated because uh, my husband and I, when we were first married, he was reading Lord of the Rings to me. And oh. all the names in there have these, you know, Leon. nice endings. And uh -huh. so we had dubbed ourselves these <laughs> different names. And mine was Aprilian. And so, so when I started doing my art, I'm like, well, I'm going to stick with this, even though it's not mm -hmm. like a good search engine name. But it's, it's meaningful catchy. to me. Okay. And it would be kind of cool if people knew that name one day, even though it's this random who knew mm -hmm. this name. And so now they do a bit. And it makes me feel like, good, nice. I was able to share you know, awesome. and get some information out there. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Yeah, you got just a glimpse of April Jensen, and she is amazing. And, you know, I think if we can take one very deep thing about this is that you get to get going. Yeah. Start making, start creating. It doesn't really matter. I remember one elf that I made, and I put the elf on a rock that I had rock hounded, and I was so proud of that and I had a friend for dinner and she looks at that and says, Shahar, you make some scary stuff. <laughs> and I said, can you make some scary stuff like that? And she said, no, I don't, I don't sculpt anything. That is Point so taken, right? <laughs> it's scary, but I made it. <laughs> so, you know, take, take that positivity from, from April and see how, how far you can go with what you're starting out today. So like I said, next week and the next one, because of the holidays, we are not going to have creativity in focus, but we are back on the second week of January. So I hope to see you here. This uh, podcast stays on Facebook, so you can rewatch as many times as you want. But don't forget to share. It's so important to us. It really makes this possible. So just share. It takes just a second. And, you know, sharing is free. So you share your day out because it helps us a lot with that said thank you so much for your time and i'll see you back here in two weeks